Nulnovan. I agree. That is my favorite Eurovision act as well, Drew. <laughs> that means I am very excited in Good. Russian, Danny, because this was an exciting race. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> it was exciting in the way that I have I have heard people explain war to me, where it's uh, what is it? Long periods of boredom, frac- you know, broken up by uh, intense excitement. Huh. Yes. That's that's how I felt about Sochi. It was it it started good. It had a real middle chapter, and then I think it came good in the end. It left a good mouth feel, a good taste in the mouth when it was over. Just like war. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's fantastic. Sick. Danny O'Dwyer, you're back from uh, parts unknown. Yes, uh, yeah, they were. I was unknown. I was unknown to the world, and the world was unknown unknown to me. I was in a a French Polynesia on my honeymoon for a good two weeks. Yeah, I didn't realize how like French French Polynesia was. I probably should have known when I got off the airport. I uh, got off the airplane, and I there was a special line for European passports, and I was like, "See ya" to my wife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, it's like I, everyone was speaking French and everything. I, I clearly had done zero research before going uh, to Tahiti um, and beyond. Uh, but yeah, it was awesome. It was kind of just what I needed. You, you, you know, you've entered the world of working for yourself, and tell you what, man. After six months, I was running on red. I was the, <laughs> the rev limiter was not was not healthy. Uh, nice man. So it was nice to get get away from it all. I'll say that. Boy, I'm I'm looking at my map right now. Tahiti is far. Yeah. It's 11 hours. It's probably as far as where you're going tomorrow. It just in a totally opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not flying directly there. I actually have a, a layover in in Stockholm before Ooh. I continue on to the Ukraine. But yes, Excellent. I am leaving tomorrow. Uh but don't worry. Shift F1 will continue. We should probably discuss how we're going to do that. We'll but. figure it out. We'll figure, we'll figure it out. out. This is the month I'm here. I'm here nonstop this month, pretty much, which is good because I'm not for the next couple of months. So, uh, yeah, happy for it. A lot of, lot of, lot of trips, man. Japan. I've gone. Ac- I've never gone across the Pacific, and now I've done it four times in like two weeks. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, bro. I know, and it was crazy because the place we went to in, in in French Polynesia was like you flew to Tahiti, and then you flew to a different island, and then they picked you up at the airport on a boat. Like like a like a three person boat, and like <laughs> for, like went out into a lagoon for like an hour, and then we were on this like tiny island with like twelve other people. So, uh, it's uh it's great to be back in the world of talking to people over the internet because I we were like internetless for like two weeks. I feel like I'm a newborn baby with technology all over again. <laughs> well, welcome back. Thank you. Uh, did you watch um the race, Danny? I watched the race. I didn't Where catch did qualifying you, in, in the uh, United States. Yes, I did. I got back on um, Saturday evening, so uh, I didn't catch quali uh, because I was in transit. We had like a you know twenty four hour day of travel, basically. Um, th- three planes and a boat, and the boat broke down, which was hilarious. <laughs> um, but we got there at the airport eventually. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so <laughs> I was I, late to the airport because my boat, boat broke down. <laughs> He hit a wave too hard. It was like, sorry, man. And then I had to like, I had to like hold the wheel while he fixed the engine. <laughs> like, oh. get to the air. This is great. This is <laughs> I know it's fucking weird. Uh, well, let me uh, let me catch you up on qualifying. Yeah, do it. Uh, in Q one, uh, Palmer jumped a corner and spun off into a wall. Mm, saw that uh, actually. 
Erickson also something happened to him. I don't actually know what happened to him, but he he did not get out of Q one. Um, apparently, the Haas boys changed brake manufacturers. You know, they've been having trouble with their brakes for a long nice. time. Um, they changed to a, a new manufacturer earlier in practice, uh, but then changed back to the old one. Neither one of them worked, and Grosjean qualified twentieth. Oh, uh, he had a, a terrible weekend. It's like when you reinstall your audio drivers and it doesn't work, and then you you reinstall the old drivers and then they don't work. Right. You just gotta format your PC at that point. Exactly. Format your F1 car. <laughs> uh, let's see. But the qualifying ended in quite spectacular fashion with Sebastian Vettel getting pole position. Yeah, it seemed like the Mercedes had a lot of trouble getting speed around that track all weekend. Yeah, Hamilton qualified fourth. Yeah. Uh, he said after qualifying, quote, I don't think my problem today was with the tires. It was more with the balance of the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had very similar setups, Valtteri and I, but electronically with the differential and everything, it wasn't best suited uh, for me. Yeah, he was wobbling a bit. I saw one of the re- replays on like the the, the you know the, the race day to do the sort of truncated highlights. Um, and I, yeah, he had a couple of wobbles. There was a, I forget what turn it was. It was one of the turns. It was probably really 13. Yeah, yeah, near the end. Wearing like big, big snaps of his the rear end of his car. Yeah, I th- yeah, thirteen. That's right. Yeah, I saw Botas lose it a couple of times there as well during the race. So yeah, so Botas qualified third. Right. Kimi Raikkonen <laughs> second. This is the first Ferrari one-two since the French Grand Prix of two thousand eight. Oh my goodness! And the last time there was oh. no Mercedes on the front row was Singapore twenty fifteen. Thirty that nuts? races ago. Yeah, that's crazy. That's really, yeah, nuts. Uh, it was Ferrari's sixth pole in a decade, apparently. Which, like, really puts it in perspective, this whole, like, <laughs> era. <laughs> I hadn't really thought about it all too much. You kind of get used to these eras of dominance. Yeah. Vettel's one felt like it was forever, but I guess this one actually is probably longer at this stage. It's just that you haven't had one person winning the, the title over and over again. It's right. crazy. Uh, also, worth mentioning, Massa got sixth, right? Yeah. So, um, let's run down the grid here. Uh, Fettel first, followed by Raikkonen, Botas, Hamilton, and Ricardo rounding out the top five. Fa- followed by, yes, Felipe Massa in sixth, Verstappen in seventh, Hulkenberg in eighth, Perez in ninth, and Ocon rounding out the top ten. Uh, Lance Stroll in his Williams was 11th, followed by Kvyat. Uh Kevin Magnussen in 13th, uh, seven better than his uh, teammate Grosjean. Um, Carlos Sainz in 14th who had a three-grid spot penalty for for what? I actually don't know what that penalty Act is. Acting the bollocks. <laughs> uh, Alonso in 15th, Palmer in 16th, Verline in 17th, uh, Ericsson Grosjean in 19th, Jeez. because Van Dorn got a 15-place grid penalty for a power unit change. Yeah, he's a... Congratulations to Massa there. It's the highest qualifying position by any retired driver. <laughs> really? <laughs> I've, yes, that's what I've decided. Oh. Yes, in 12th with his torpedo helmet. <laughs> oh my god, that was so good. I don't know if he like has his head screwed on right. Like, what are you talking about? That's great. Like, don't make people remember the thing you did <laughs> last year <laughs> that, that was, was maybe the worst moment of your professional career. <laughs> like, don't highlight it. Maybe I don't you just know. Got to own it, man. Yeah, you gotta own it then. You don't like re-own it, like bringing it up again. It's like O.J. Simpson, like bringing out a book about how he's innocent. Or I don't know. It's like right. just like shut up. Like, no, wasn't his book like 
I didn't do it, but if I did, it here's how I would. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, yeah, thanks to to uh, at son of Fink and uh, at I'm Turbo Wine who pointed us to those photos of yeah. Fiat's helmet. I, I will link to those. Tremendous. They're it's, it's great. It's great. <laughs> I love it. Um. Yes. Other other pre race news. Um. <sighs> Fernando Alonso is unhappy. Uh, is unhappy because his car doesn't work. Yes. He, you, can we just cut, can we cut that audio out and paste it into every previous one we've done and every future podcast we do? Right. We should just record this this whole segment. <laughs> right. Uh, for repeat use. Uh, yeah. On the formation lap, he comes with the radio. Says, "I have no stable charge." Uh, indicating a problem with the the electronic or the electric recovery system Mm -hmm. Um, and does not even make it to the grid, has to park the car on the side of the pit lane and uh, do a lonely walk down the pit. Yeah, didn't uh, even make it to the pit lane. No, it's like right at pit in, I think, is where it stopped. Which basically sends them around to a a second formation lap, um, which is not something any of them wanted to do because the, the heat management in Sochi has always been a bit of an issue. Um, yeah, because you don't think about Russia is particularly hot, but this is in the sort of like Black Sea part of Russia where it's quite, mm-hmm. it's quite, uh, quite hot. Olympic, Olympic town. Uh, so by the time they came in for the second formation lap, one of the Saubers looked like it was on fire. <laughs> Did you see that? No. Yeah, the brakes were like super hot on the grid. Uh, they, they did do an interview with Alonzo uh, shortly after. He says, uh, I will watch the race, eat ice cream, and wait for the plane. That's <laughs> so sad. Yeah. I bet he's so looking forward to Indy. Yes, absolutely. Now. That's uh, that's coming up. That's end of May, I think. Yeah, Monaco's on the 28th, I think. So, yeah, soon soon enough. Um, Honda boss uh, Yusuke Hasegawa said we tried the procedure to clear the failure but it wasn't a success so then we tried a power cycle complete reset uh, but it made the car stop which is not what you want so you turn off the car it stops <laughs> yeah, does, that's what they learned today on again. Honda starting from scratch uh, some other pre-race stuff for Stappen had been having a uh, issue with a water leak yeah. they tried sealing it um, but didn't really know that it would work um, let's see uh, other things they mentioned before the race the T-Wing and the shark fin will be banned from 2018 uh, onwards which I kind of like I like those things I think yeah. the shark fin looks weird the T-Wing is dumb <laughs> it's super dumb I can totally see what like that's kind of expected in a way because it's like oh this is stuff that like snuck in like through the cracks that they hadn't plastered over to, with the regulations this year so it's kind of like, ah, let's just reset that for everyone again. Yeah. I like them, though. Yeah, a bit of a shame. Um, and some more setup here. Uh, Verline, Ericsson, and Van Dorn are on the super soft tires. Everybody else is on the ultra softs. Uh, the ultra softs, by the way, were lasting into, like, th- uh, lap 30 right. uh, in practice. So despite them being the uh, softest compound, they are actually pretty durable. Mm. So which is not too bad either. It's fifty three laps, but three point five miles, I think, right? Yeah, so the so thinking six. is we'll probably see uh a one stop race here. Mm-hmm. Um also one thing they mentioned was that uh Sauber is uh next year going to switch to a Honda engine. Oh Jesus. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I guess they won't have to work it, worry about their brakes overheating then because they won't make it to the grid. <laughs> Sick burn. Sick burn. Because uh, the brakes are on fire. Uh, Monisha Kaltenborn, the Sauber uh, team principal, says, We are absolutely confident the Honda will make improvements and sort out their issues. That's we are convinced that it is. Clarence said, <laughs> past two years. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't see this. As a like, yeah, we, we think Honda's the way to go. It's like, no, nah, this is we have no money and they're willing to do a technical partnership with us. So um, but hey, you know, a, a current year engine uh, would probably be a step up because they're still using the last year's Ferraris. Right. Well, uh, we'll see. Oh, they might they might they might turn around and Sauber might be awesome. Uh, but if you'll recall, Manor was using Mercedes engines and they were still in the back of the field. So, right. Um, there are rumors that McLaren will stop using Mer- or uh, will start using Mercedes engines in 2018, uh, but those are rumors. Uh, apparently, uh, broken by Eddie Jordan. Oh Jesus! Uh, in his uh, loud shirts, McLaren racing director Eric Boulier says, "Quote: I'm very confident to tell you that Eddie Jordan is wrong." <laughs> so Eddie Jordan, did you watch the? Uh, did you not the jump the gun? But did you watch the the podium stuff? Uh, I only saw part of it because right. my recording cut off. I'm so but sorry man. to everyone. I'm so sorry. As an Irish person, I'm so sorry about Eddie Jordan. He's such a tool. He's like the worst interviewer ever. It's like, it's like, it's I can't deal with it. As somebody who like professionally interviews people and is Irish, <laughs> Eddie Jordan is like my fucking. I cannot stand it. It's he's uh, bad. Yeah. He's such a bad interviewer. It's like he's like Olympic level terrible. Like he's very good at. Obviously, like somewhat good at running an F1 team, and he's like a bit of color, I guess, for the sky or for the whatever. What team is he with now? I forget. Channel Channel 4, I guess he's on. Yeah. He's a bit of color for them, but oh, get him off that podium. It's so bad. Anyway, we'll we'll get to that probably. He's real terrible. Oh, Uh, sorry, everyone. Let's skip that and get right to the start, Danny. Do you want to take us through it? Sure. Um, man, that, I tell you what, it took me about five or six rewatches of that first two turns to realize what the hell happened. Because there's a lot going I, on there. There's a lot going on, and I'm not used to seeing Mercedes overtaking. I'm used to seeing them in the lead, um, and usually a couple of uh, a couple of lengths ahead by the time the the first uh, turn comes around. But by the time the first turn came here, uh, Valtteri Bottas was already ahead of both Ferraris um there was a weird like r- shuffle where he had a really good start uh faster than Vettel um way better than Kimi who had a very poor start and in fact yeah. it looked like Kimi was getting gobbled up by Hamilton um uh, somehow in the way that Botas overtook Vettel and the space that Vettel took up it sort of like shimmied Kimi up beside him and then that sort of stopped Hamilton getting through because it's you can't do a three-way overtake um going uh, into that turn so uh botas getting ahead actually probably stopped hamilton getting third as well um but while all that was going on there was a, a car that looked like it went wide in the background of the shot on turn two uh, it looked like one of the hosses uh, and then what kind of was shown i guess after the fact because we got a safety car pop up was that palmer and grosjean had had a pretty rough coming together yeah um palmer i guess was turning in grosjean was behind him uh, Rogro kind of T-boned him, like Palmer had nowhere to go on the outside, uh, and he's been having a bad season and he's had some unforced errors. But I really feel like Grosjean fucked him up on this one. Grosjean hit him, 
Palmer kind of spun. Grosjean went to speed up and overtake around him. Uh, Palmer clipped his rear left and then ended up putting Grosjean into the wall even harder than Palmer went into the wall. Um, and both of their cars were out. So within the first turn, yeah, we were really... down to 17 cars already. <laughs> yeah, it was a really uh, an odd incident because you're right. Uh, Grosjean came in uh, on the inside of the turn and then Palmer's rear tire popped up over Grosjean's front tire. Right. So like uh, Palmer popped into the air and then as he, like right after he landed, Grosjean's tire hit Palmer's tire and popped him into the air. Yeah. So it was this weird like popcorn sort of uh, maneuver that spun both of them into the wall. I bet it gave Grosjean a real pain in his arse as well because man, that he looked like he got a good bit of air and landed right down on, on his uh, skip yeah, plate again. That can't can't feel good yeah um the stewards ruled that quote no driver was wholly or predominantly to blame for the collision um which is uh you know the same response from grosjean and palmer who blamed each other uh grosjean says uh, we had a great start and i was on the inside of palmer under braking i don't know why he turned in i was there and then he just turned in Uh, i tried to get as much as i could on the apex but he just hit me spun came back and hit me again uh, Palmer said, I had a decent enough start, and then heading down to turn two, there was a Sauber on my outside, and then Roman uh, made a very ambitious move over the curbs on the inside from behind. There was no space for me to go because of the Sauber, so maybe Roman uh, wasn't aware of that, but he kept uh, but he kept it in, hit me, and then we were both out yeah. of the race. I bet, I bet that quote from Grosjean, I think, was pretty far soon afterwards. I would hope that after seeing the replay, he'd know that there was nothing he could do i mean it's it, that's always going to get into a racing incident even if there is a little bit of blame because it's the first lap and they tend to be a bit looser about all that stuff because everyone's you know it's incredible that not everyone crashes into everyone every single race right um but yeah i think like going up the inside when they're three wide is like it's not the first time we've seen this this happens all the time this happened with vettel and verstappen and it's happened with Kvyat, and it happened in really big ways at, at some, you know, the start of some races where you have three or four cars in contact. Like, it's it's kind of a known quantity, so, like, it's really sad, because I think that, like, Grosjean is probably to, bl- to blame for the incident, but what are you going to do about it? But Palmer's had such a horrid season that the last thing you wanted to see was him getting crashed out in the first lap. Yeah. Um... Let's see. Yes. Uh, Ericsson and Van Dorn are happy, though. Oh, they're ultra softs getting a safety car. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, who else? I, oh, here we go. I, I, I thought someone else got uh, the short end of a stick here, too, and it was Lance Stroll, uh, who oh, yeah. has gotten the same uh, shaft uh, race after race after race. Um, he actually made up a few spots into ninth place after the first few turns. Mm. Um, but uh, this doesn't last long because he spins somehow uh, it didn't look like anyone touched him but apparently it was hulkenberg because hulkenberg got uh, a penalty for it mm-hmm. um but he he does manage to rejoin the track in in the back uh i i feel bad for that guy it's it's like i i want to give him the benefit of the doubt but man incidents just keep following him yeah so i i don't know i, w- I would love to see a race where he actually you know shows what he can do which is i assume not hit anything and, and race a clean clean race but uh, i don't know it's the same uh, about alonzo alonzo actually hasn't finished a race this year 
Alonso has never finished a race in 2017. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. He's the new pastor. <laughs> well, his he, car he, is. His MO is to just sort of come to the come to a stop and not hit right. anyone else. Yeah, not take anyone else at. Uh, all right. Restart on lap four. Yeah. Um, and immediately, Botas jumps up to uh, one second in front of Fettel mm, in less than start. a lap. Very good start uh, on the... And then two seconds by the time DRS is enabled. So that is uh, out of range. Um, lap five, some smoke from Ricardo. Yeah. Thoughts uh, well, maybe a puncture, but I guess his brakes were on fire. Yeah, he actually says over the radio, see, my uh, my right brake is uh, is on fire. Uh, <laughs> and his engineer is like, oh, we'll, we'll have a look. Uh, and then he says, now they're, they're gone. And it was interesting, wasn't it? They, they pulled him in, uh, sprayed, you know, uh, fire extinguisher all over his brakes for a good 20 seconds and said that they were having one of the engineers, lead engineer, look at the, um, at the, uh, the brakes to see if they were viable. So they were kind of half, they swapped his tires when he came in and like, were thinking about releasing him and then ended up just pulling him in. But it was interesting yeah. to know that even then they were like, like, ah, we might just send you out on these brakes. They're only a little on fire. <laughs> you know, I think they change the tires no matter what, just in case. Right. You know, uh, everything looks good. But yeah, the NBC <laughs> Sports uh, commentator Steve Matchett said that uh, what was probably happening was the hydraulic brake fluid was boiling around the caliper. Wow. Which is, I, I can't imagine how hot those brakes must get. Yeah. To, like, they glow orange. And the, the problem is the only thing that... that that like cools these cars is going fast like the right. ducts Air. just pull it in yeah so and they try and minimize those as much as possible um in terms of their scale uh because obviously it's an aerodynamic issue as well uh there was a great martin bundle did a great like breakdown of it um on the sky feed but the uh yeah it's it's i think that second lap going around like you could tell the second formation lap, you could tell in the first couple of laps, there was a lot of team communication with people saying that like certain brakes, certain tires are like overheating, um, and it's it's almost like a contradiction to think that you have to go faster to cool the car down. But that is the the world of F one. Indeed, it is. Um, also, the uh, the Red Bull guys, the engineers, uh, tell Verstappen over the radio. Uh, why don't you go ahead and push your brake balance as far forward as you can take it? Oh, really? <laughs> uh, because the uh, it was the right rear brake uh, that Ricardo's uh, <laughs> caught on fire. So they were like, "Yeah, maybe maybe use your forward ones as much as you can." Sixteen running. What's that? Sixteen cars running. Oh yes, they're dwindling fast. Mm. Um, I then had a commercial break and rejoined. What is this lap uh, 10th or so? Uh, Magnuson got a five second penalty for diving on the outside of uh, turn two on lap one and not rejoining correctly. Yeah. Van Dorn did uh, as well. Yeah. This and this is we actually had this last year, too. There there's like these this there's two signs on the off uh, off track area uh, after turn two that you're supposed to drive between when you're rejoining. Uh, and these guys apparently didn't do it. Yeah. That's, that's the same thing they did in Canada. Do you remember where they, they had the like the little entrance way at the turn of champions. Cause people, people kept outbreaking there mm-hmm. and then rejoining the track. So they said, no, 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 if you're going to rejoin the track, you got to rejoin here. Cause right. you're like, you're gaining too much doing it. And yeah, apparently they warned them about it yes, the, the day before the race, but um, 
I think it was Magnuson was not very happy about his penalty. He was on yeah. the radio giving out quite a lot better. Yeah. Tell him to look at it again. Yeah. Charlie. Uh, <laughs> I've got a message for Charlie. <laughs> Uh, Hamilton's having some weird sensation with his car. Uh, Haunted. The engineer, what? Haunted. It's uh, yes. Um, the engineer told him to pull out on the straights uh, to see if he can find some clean air to get into the radiators. Use the pull-out method. It's very good. Yes. Uh, lap twelve. Hamilton. Um, apparently, this works because he's starting to eat into uh, Raikkonen's lead, um, who's in third. Uh, it seems like. At this point, we're all just biding our time to see what everybody kicks things up and starts attacking. Yeah. Because we've still got a long way to go. We're 12 laps in, and these ultra soft tires that everybody's on will last for a long time. To that point, I literally have a gap between lap 11 and lap 28 on my notes. Oh, wow. So I wrote nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see. Um, I, I was just waiting see. for Botas to pit. That's yeah, because he's, he's in front. All I have is, uh, even when Botas leads a race, it's boring, LOL. <laughs> uh, Hamilton worrying about his temperatures. Uh, his engineer says, why are we hot on temps? Or, or his engineer says, we are hot on temps. Uh, and Hamilton says, why is my car overheating, guys? Yeah. Uh, which is a good question, because he's in that clean air. Um, he's got a little bit of dirt. Yeah, he's, he's not as clean as Valtteri, but yeah, he's got a bit of space ahead of him, I guess. Vettel's got some blisters on his front left. Um, lap 21 is the first pit, uh, which is Verline, which is weird because he was on super softs. So mm. don't know about that. Maybe it's just not working out for him. Uh, massive pits. Lots of other midfielders pit around lap 22. Um, lap 24 seems to be when Vettel starts turning it on because he's making up time to Botas. He, he's taken out like half a second uh, on each lap. Um Botas reporting that his tires are losing time, but Vettel seems to be doing all right. Um, yep, and then lap 27, I think, is when Botas comes in and goes from ultra softs to super softs in 2.5 seconds, rejoins fourth place behind Hamilton and ahead of Verstappen, who's in fifth. Uh, Botas is 10 seconds behind Hamilton, though, so he's got a lot of clean air. Uh, Vettel is in first now and told to push. Yeah. Doesn't pit next next lap or the next one or the next one. Yeah, in fact, Kimi comes in ahead of him. Yeah, he says uh, that his tires are gone and pits lap 29. Um, <laughs> lap 29, Vettel calling for blue flags, so everybody drink. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, lap 31, Hamilton pits from second place, goes on to the Super Softs, who rejoins fourth behind Raikkonen. Uh, at some point, Raikkonen, I didn't hear this, I think, maybe because I had a commercial break. This Raikkonen, was so good. I, I like, All right, did you see it while crying. it was happening? I heard it when it was happening and okay, literally burst out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Kimi Raikkonen comes out. I'm guessing that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Kimi Raikkonen comes out. Uh, basically, so where is he? He's, he's behind Botas um, in he's second. In is that right? He's in third. I he's think. in third. Vettel's ahead. Vettel hasn't pitted yet, right? Yeah. So he's like, so he's he asks, he's, he says something like Valter about the pit person says to him, uh, we're in such and such a space, uh, uh, five seconds behind Botas. And Kimmy comes back and says, how did we end up behind him? We should have gone earlier, uh, giving out about his pit. <laughs> right. And then to his engineer comes back and says, he was leading the race, Kimmy. <laughs> To which Kimmy replies, oh, okay, I thought they were the other way around. 
He thought it was Hamilton this whole time. Hamilton was winning the race. Out of, I guess, Havish or something. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. Like, he's not used to it, yeah. But I love the idea he came out and thought, was giving out about that he had, like, fucked up position and just, <laughs> I guess, didn't know that Valtteri was leading the race. Look, Kimmy just works here. He just gets yeah. in the car, he drives, he goes fast. Get these other cars out of the way. <laughs> Get these other fins out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vettel's engineer tells him to box and then stay out. Yeah. Uh, one more lap, and he eventually comes in lap 34. Yeah, nobody's really not sure what's going on here. <laughs> like, why they're keeping him out, because he's not... Is he gaining that much of an advantage on everyone else? The idea being that, I guess, if he has his tires heated up a bit better, by the time the last laps come along, he he should have the jump on Votas, but... That- yeah, so at this point, he will have super soft tires that are eight laps newer, Right. so maybe he'll be able to push harder than Valtteri would with um, and there's only like 17 laps left so the the question is like was that the right time to do that is eight laps fresher yeah good, did you make up be a lot of time on pressure? the ultra softs yeah. yeah um yeah i don't know there's a lot like ferrari's strategies always seem to be Different, which can be good. Yeah, Mm. risky, I guess, or just strange. And when you're different, sometimes that can just, by virtue of being different, can can give you an advantage. But uh, yeah, a little head scratchy. They've been test. They've been. I feel like they've they've been risk interesting enough. They've been like trying it out, and I feel like strategy has actually won them races this year, as opposed to previous years where, where with Mercedes, where they've they've really had a bad time with strategy sometimes. Um, But I found. I guess interesting about this as well is that I guess he's not really racing for first in a way like he is racing Valtteri and he'd like to get first but Hamilton right now is in like fifth or fourth he's in I think he's in track he's in like race fourth position uh, at this stage so really if he's getting those Vettel's kind of fighting Hamilton at the moment as well so there's also an argument that like maybe they're just happy getting second at this stage maybe yeah and they're just trying to to hold on to it Mm. I don't know. Um, let's see. Lap 39. Botas locks it up at turn 13, which almost everybody seems to be having trouble yeah. with. Uh, and also there's a, a cool shot of this sweet like gimbal on top of a camera that oh, like that. turns the monitor toward you all the time, no matter which way your camera's going. Oh, playing. that's awesome. I don't know. I, I thought that was that was awesome from a... Did you, did you see the... Did you, at one stage, I had to stop and be like... Am I watching the right race? Because I saw Bernie Eccleston and Vladimir Putin. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is Bernie doing there? You know, he's around. He's just around. He's just... Only... Vladimir Putin is his only friend. That's the thing, is that I think the only reason he's there is because Chase Carey does not want to hang out with Vladimir Putin. Uh, <laughs> there was a shot of the stands, and it was Bernie Eccleston, Vladimir Putin, Chase Carey. Wow. That so... sounds like the nightmare meeting. <laughs> awful that's yeah. yeah it's a it's always weird i saw one picture on twitter of uh the podium ceremony with putin standing up there um and then way up at the top of the frame you can see a sniper on the roof oh my god <laughs> covering oh my god. him russia ladies and gentlemen yeah 41 uh vettel is devouring time to botas he's yes. Uh, gone from 4.7 seconds back to 1.9 in five laps. 
Um, lap 41, Hulkenberg pits for the first time from sixth place, uh, having done 40 laps on the Ultra Softs. Nice uh, work. And rejoins in ninth. Um, Fettel's gains then plateau for a little bit, but he finally gets within DRS range on lap 51, and Botas runs into traffic. Uh, which I, and I kind of forgot this, but you can use DRS to pass back markers, um, which uh, Botas does on Massa, uh, who then seems to give Vettel a harder time. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's his old Williams teammate, so. <laughs> yeah, Massa. Sort of not surprised a little bit. Yeah, he he could have he could have. I mean, Massa kept his position, I guess, or kept his track position. He could have. There's ample space to go wide between two and three and let the other driver through. So it was a little bit weird that he didn't do it, but you know. Uh, he, after the race, he said that he that he gave him space, but uh, uh, let's see. Uh, I backed off before in corner four, but Fettel didn't want to go. I saw he was afraid to dive on the inside, so I was I was completely on the left, and then I let him by straight away afterwards. Mm. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was not going to pass Valtteri in the first lap of the race. Uh, I'm I'm pretty much sure, or in the last lap of the yeah. race. Um, he also said, uh, Fedo was on his radio. He's never on his, com- his radio complaining. Are you sure? <laughs> Massa said that? Yeah. Amazing. Uh, and that's the final bit of notes I've got for this race because Valtteri Botas gets his Woo! very first win, uh, and says, ha ha, that took quite a while, didn't it? Well, it was worth the wait. Uh, I, uh, congratulations to you, Drew, because your favorite driver. Yeah, since we started this, my, my boy, has won a race. He also uh, thanks the dudes at the factory. So he was very guy. magnanimous in his everything. When Vettel, first of all, he almost went to the wrong way bridge. They he went to like the regular <laughs> way bridge, not That's the one right. that they. Aston's like, nah, man, winners over there. Yeah, you got to go on the winners' weighing scales. Uh, and then when he was upstairs, nobody was talking to each other, and Kimmy was just basically sitting in the corner relaxing. Yeah. Um, and then he Vettel, did give him a handshake though. He did. Uh, he was actually quite, he seemed quite happy to have another Finn there, I think. Um, although I'm sure he would have preferred to have got won the race himself. Um, but uh, Vettel went up to Botas and said, first win? Uh, and Botas replied with, yes, took quite a while, more than 80 races. <laughs> and I thought that's like such a, like, I, even now he's probably a little bit like, you know, it's just these guys, you know, these racing drivers, they just, they want to win championships and they want to like win multiple races. And like, even when it takes you that long to win, run, win, run, win one race, it's not like he's like freaking out about it. You know, it's like, all right, it's the first step on a new chapter, you know? Yeah. You're always moving forward. Right. So uh, yeah, he's, he was very, uh, uh, magnanimous and respectful. Um, uh, yeah, they, they were saying in all the post F1 shows and I read some articles that like, there's not a person in the, the paddock who would have been uh disappointed that he won or wouldn't have been delighted for him because he's just such a nice guy Mm -hmm. Uh, apparently he's incredibly funny as well oh really yeah but it doesn't come across when eddie jordan's asking him stupid fucking questions (laughs) uh there were also giant weird matryoshka dolls in that green room oh really i didn't see yeah it was really bizarre and uh actually let's see who was it um somebody on twitter uh yes irish dave 73 Sent along, quote, quite possibly the most unsettling thing I've ever seen, a Massa Russian doll. And really? it is Felipe Massa as a Russian doll here. I'm going to 
I'm going to send you this link. Oh, so I need to see this. So this you can is look ridiculous. at it. There you go. I mean, you're going to Ukraine next week. You're not going to see. You're going to see thousands of these things. That's right. Oh my God, he's doing the shaka. Oh wow, he is. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> it's really, really bizarre. That's that's really terrifying. Who's inside uh, of him? Is little Massa inside of him? <laughs> I guess. Lance <laughs> Stroll. Who knows? Oh, that's amazing. That's uh, there's really also. A really uncomfortable conversation with Putin in the green room about fan numbers. Oh yeah, uh, that was interesting. Not Chase Carey's mustache in the house. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, when uh, I guess we should say <laughs> who else is on the podium? Ah, sure. Uh, Bastian Vettel in second, Kimi Räikkönen in third, uh, Lewis Hamilton in fourth, Max Verstappen, Sergio Perez in sixth, Esteban yes. Ocon in seventh, Hulkenberg holds on for eighth, Felipe Massa in ninth, and Carlos Sainz pulling out tenth spot. Behind him, Stroll in the dreaded eleventh place, uh, Danny Kafiat missing out on points in his home Grand Prix. Kevin Lacey finished this hey, time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Kevin Magnussen, thirteenth. Doesn't lose his job at the end of this one. <laughs> uh, Stoffel Van Dorn uh, finishing fourteenth. Uh, uh, Mark Erickson and Pascal Verline one lap down. Uh, Daniel Ricardo, Fernando Alonso, Roman Grosjean, and Julian Palmer uh, did not finish. So where was Magnussen in the end? Uh, Magnussen, 13th. Right, okay. Yeah. Mm. Uh, speaking of waiting for races, uh, F1 Fanatic has some cool stats uh, on their website about this kind of stuff. Um, Valtteri waited 81 races. Rosberg waited, rated, uh, <clears throat> waited 111. Wow. Button 113 <laughs> for his first win, and Mark Webber 130. Jesus, and two of those ended up winning world That's championships. A That's a yeah, long time and, and to be Nico, racing around. So. Not Webber getting almost track. 130. God, it's a long time to wait. Button 113 for his first win, and Mark Webber 130. Not so. That's crazy. It's a long. It's a long time. I wonder how many years that was. 130. That's presumably 20 ish yeah. a year that's 14 years <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's the russian grand prix the f1.com slash vote driver of the day is botas yeah they tried to uh, the, do the vote of that they open it before the race ends which was a real hard one this time to pick because <laughs> presumably whoever was going to win was going to win this one um, and he did and he did so it all worked out great so yeah, causing yeah. a fuss over nothing. I I like Botas winning not just because uh, I'm a Botas fan, but because no no one's gonna know what to do with him. Like from a from like a uh, a, a, f- a media appearance, a fame, a merchandising, uh, advertising standpoint, he's not. Uh, flashy or flamboyant in any way. He's just this normal dude. So how can you, how do you turn him into like a watch salesman or something? Yeah, it's you know it's, Lewis Hamilton is perfect for that kind of stuff, and you know Vettel to some degree. But Botas is just like this this blank slate. So I I, I relish seeing uh people struggle with that for some yeah, reason. Yeah, it's weird because at least like, Kimmy's a blank slate, but Kimmy's a, a blank slate who's also like grouchy. Uh huh. So so it's like they've got something to work with there, right? But like Valtteri is just like, yeah, he's so soft spoken, and I think 
camera shy in some respect because it sounds like he's very different when you see ted kravitz talking to him um after the fact like he's very personable and chatty and witty but he just doesn't turn it on when the camera's there so or when he's racing he's he's quite like he's quite calm so yeah i don't know yeah he's not like he hasn't got that star power that x factor or whatever lame tag you want to land on that yeah but i'm glad he won it was awesome 107th i think person to win a formula one race oh wow yeah okay um i i just like that you know like i've said before hamilton was like yeah i'm really gonna enjoy uh having this championship battle between me and uh sebastian fettel is that what he said expects valtteri botas wait when did he say that oh sorry he said it before yeah yeah like (laughs) didn't say yesterday or two races ago yeah um so who was the last person to win a race before him was it verstappen that wasn't Fettel or Hamilton? Yeah, the last person to win yeah, a race. So because they the last new person to win a race. Oh, new person. Yeah. Probably Verstappen, yeah. So then right. That was like two seasons ago, right? And it wasn't it at Oh no, it was was it Spain or was it Russia? Or it was last, last year. year. Last year, sorry, not, yeah. Yeah. It must have been Spain because uh this is the one where it was his first race with uh Red Bull, right? Right. Uh, driver standings. <laughs> the only reason I'm asking that is because I'm I'm trying to think who the next person is, and I think oh. it might be Maldonado. <laughs> 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 because I think that Hamilton, Vettel, and I'm sure Rosberg had won. Maybe he hadn't. Maybe Rosberg hadn't won a race before Maldonado. Well, anyway, sorry. <laughs> Keep forgetting he won. Keep forgetting he won. Who do you think the next person will be to win a race? That's a good. That's a good question. Um, God, Perez? No, he's already. Did he win already? No, no. I think him or Hulkenberg. I wouldn't be. Sur- I wouldn't be surprised if if one of the if Grosjean even. No, really. I mean, he's like I mean, a, that'd be amazing, but he's like an ex-champion as well. He's just never. Yeah. Hulkenberg won the twenty-four hours of Le Mans. Right. Yeah. Huh. And apparently, uh, Renault's getting a bunch of upgrades to their car soon. So, a new Honda engine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see some post-race stuff. Hamilton on his car temperatures. Um. This from F1 Fanatic, quote, I was just not able to stay in the battle. I think I had the pace to fight with Kimi Raikkonen, but the car was just overheating all the time. Once I got around the first couple of laps, I was basically stuck where I was. I don't know whether I would have been able to make a big difference moving forwards or not. We definitely had the pace to be with the back, but ultimately positioning was everything. So a lot of just sort of, I don't know, we'll look at it and see what happened. I don't don't think, if they know what happened, they're not being super... Um, Open talking about it. With it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Valtteri Bottas on his win, also from an F1 fanatic quote this weekend. Uh, <laughs> I love this first sentence. Uh, I think this weekend I performed well. <laughs> I guess the team is happy. I guess the team is happy with the performance this weekend. Uh, the first few races haven't had quite my best results for different reasons, but the team knows exactly where my performance is. I never doubted my skills, and I'm just keen to prove more in the next few races. Uh, there was not much going on, really. You got that right, Valtteri. 
just trying to get the most out of every single lap. The main thing was the back markers, getting through traffic, not losing too much time or having any accident with them. Uh, the last 10 laps, I was asking for radio silence from the team. Yeah. Uh, just wanted to be more like home, nice and quiet. <laughs> uh, so that helped. I could focus on the driving itself. Just very thankful to the team for making it possible. What a bench. Yeah, I feel like he uh, he was he's very aware of the fact that he's in a really good car, like that he he probably feels it more than most people from being in a, a different car before, um, and the crazy sort of winter that ended up bringing him to to Mercedes. Um, but even so, like he's so like respectful to the team and everything. It's it's nice to see. Yeah. Uh, driver standings. God, how awkward was that? Eddie Jordan. Hey Toto, are you gonna renew his contract? Yeah, right. huh? and, and then like he's he's such a bumbling idiot because then he like he like says Toto, I'll talk to you in a minute to Valtteri. Like he's really? just like yeah, he's just he just doesn't like his his brain is too <sighs> slow for his mouth, but it, it's, he's just he's just a dope. I don't get it. I, I I really don't get why they put him up there. Maybe no one else wants to be on the stage with Putin. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, you know, everyone loves Ireland. Um, no, yeah, but don't forgive that shit. Like, that's... We're capable of producing idiots like any other country. <laughs> uh, all right. Driver standing. Sebastian Vettel on top with 86 points. Hamilton's got 73. Mm. Uh, Botas with 63. in with 49. Uh, Verstappen with 35 ahead of Ricardo in sixth place with 22, tied with Perez. Uh, Massa's in 8th place with 18, Sainz has 11, Ocon in 10th with 9 points, followed by Hulkenberg with 6, Grosjean and Magnussen with 4, and Kofiat with 2. Verline, Stroll, Giovinazzi, Palmer, Van Dorn, Alonso, and Ericsson all have 0 points. Mercedes has 136, Ferrari has 135, uh, Red Bull with 57, Force India's got 31, uh, Williams is in 5th place with 18 Toro Rosso has 13. Haas has eight. Renault's got six. Sauber and McLaren with zero. Danny, should we take it around the world? Race around the world. Super GT is at the Fuji Speedway. Auto Super Formula. You had me. You had me for second. Different Super. It's different super, but still Japanese. They are in the, uh, at the super, or I'm sorry, the Fuji Speedway. Just a regular speedway, not a super. Not a super speedway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is in the Oyama Sunto District in Shizuoka Prefecture, Japan. Japan. Uh, wouldn't, be, wouldn't be race around the world without a prefecture. Japan. Uh, <laughs> uh, the IMSA World, or I'm sorry, the IMSA Weather Tech Sports Car Championship is at the Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas for the Advanced Auto Parts Sports Car Showdown. Uh, Virgin America Supercars, or Virgin Australia Supercars, I should say, uh, are at the Baba Gallo Raceway. Virgin America Supercars are soon going to be Alaska Airlines Supercars. (laughs) Uh, The Supercars are at the Baba Gallo Raceway in Nirabup, Western Australia. Near a pub in Western Australia. (laughs) Yes. Cool. (laughs) Specific. Uh, Yeah. Barbagallo Raceway in Nirabup. Barbagallo. If you think those names are Australian, the circuit was originally known as Wanneroo Park. Wanneroo Park. Get some titties. (laughs) (laughs) What? 
<laughs> I always say get some tinnies. I'm not even sure if it's an Australian. I think I might have just made up that phrase. <laughs> Whenever I do an Australian accent, I'm sorry. Ride the Beast. What is it? What's Eric Banner's thing again? Uh, love the Beast. Love the Beast. A DTM, Danny. Oh. It's the DTM season because it kicks off as a Hockenheim ring in Hockenheim in oh. Baden-Württemberg, Germany. Oh, I'm so Baden-Württemberg, <laughs> Germany. <laughs> uh, and World Rally Cross is also at the Hockenheim ring for the Cooper Tires World Rally Cross of Hockenheim. Fucking hell. They do all types of shit at Hockenheim ring, but they won't do a Formula One race. I know. What a bunch of jerks. Maybe Bernie was just demanding too much. I saw the uh, the people who manage the uh, Malaysian Grand Prix were like, Bernie made us look like idiots. <laughs> like, that was literally the quote. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, so, no wonder that uh, they're taking a break for a while. Yeah. Uh, the World Endurance Championship is at the Circuit de Spa-Francorchamps. Jesus Christ. In Stevlo, Belgium. Yeah. For the WEC Six Hours of Spa. Uh, British Touring Car Championship is at Thruxton Motorsport Centra mm. in uh, in original Hampshire, New England. Or, um, England. Is that what they've called it now? Original Hampshire? Yep. That's my favorite offspring song. <laughs> uh, also, the Thruxton Motorsport Center was a uh, an RAF and uh, U.S. Air Force base in World War II and helped out during the D-Day landings. Wow. Yeah. And I think the... The runways are still there. They just race around them. That's great. Same in Silverstone. Yeah. Uh, MotoGP is at Circuito Jerez in Jerez de la Frontera, Spain. Spain. For the Grand Premio Red Bull de España. Oh. See. Uh, the, the NHRA is at the Atlanta Dragway in Commerce, Georgia. Commerce, Georgia. Yes. Wow. So where they store all of their commerce or just most of their commerce? Well, it is the Lucas Oil NHRA Southern Nationals brought to you by They Live. Oh, Jesus. I added that last part. Oh, okay. But yes, everyone there must consume. <laughs> and finally, Danny. Yeah. NASCAR is at the Talladega Speedway. Oh, my goodness. That's a classic. It is indeed in Lincoln, Alabama for the Geico 500. Oh, I love that newt or gecko, whatever it is. It's a lizard of some kind. Lizard, dude, it's fucking lizards all over my cabin in fucking French Polynesia. Tell you what, I, I caught one. They got freedom fries down in there in French Polynesia. Nope. <laughs> then coconuts. Get it. <laughs> freedom coconuts. <laughs> Tarnation. The only time I'd ever quote-unquote had any i was about to say bean had any sort of interaction with french polynesia prior to going there was playing uh, a character in the school rendition of south pacific um, <laughs> that i was in so my previous version of being in french polynesia was quite an american experience what who would who, you play i played um uh um um what's his fucking name like the main army guy uh, ah, it's so bad. My brain is saying Bill Sykes because I played Bill Sykes and Oliver, but I can't remember the guy's name. Oh, man. I forget his name. I forget his name. How uh, many plays were you in? Uh, I worked in theater for a good while. So I was in like four or five. I was in, I did uh, Fame. I was slow-mo Metzenbaum in Fame. Okay. The, the Jewish piano player. <laughs> All right. Um, 
And I'm trying to think what the fucking what's the name of the guy? Luther Billis. That's it. I played Luther Billis. Okay. Yeah. In, in South Pacific. So I got to gr- uh, dress in a grass skirt and a coconut bikini in front of a bunch of Irish people when I was 18. <laughs> Hot. Good times. Only I did I not reprise my role. <laughs> did you do theater? No, I never did. Good stuff. You would enjoy the tech side of it. I ended up going into the tech side in the end. It's very much like video production, but it's like live video production, basically. Nice. It's yeah, my... I watched a lot of plays. My sister was in musical theater, so hmm. uh, and I did film a few of them. Oh, uh, cool! A lot of a lot of multicam shoots. I don't talk. About, yeah, it's that's it's challenging stuff. Were they locked off or were you? Were they were they locked off. Yeah, that's, uh, that's no. One of them was locked off, and then I was manning another one. Nice. Uh, and I did not either. Premiere didn't have multicamera uh, functionality back then, or I didn't know how to use it, and I had to edit it all manually. So. Oh. I know the pajama game front and back. <laughs> I really like. Uh, I didn't know you liked uh, theater. I really like. I I go quite a lot over here. We went to Urinetown uh, three weeks ago, which oh, okay. I never even heard of actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's very big in Europe, but it was very good. And I'm actually going to Hamilton tonight. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah, nice. Enjoy in San Francisco. So. I will. Thank you. Anyway, well, I'm going to go to... Sorry, we went from NASCAR to theater. It's like the <laughs> fucking opposite end of the spectrum, culturally. I'm more of an opera fan. Oh, yeah? I like the ballet. <laughs> uh, like emails, it. Danny. All right, email. Cool slash emails. Oh, this God, one. I'm so sorry. I went away and did not fix that. It's I'll cool. do that this week. My bad. Uh, Sean writes in... On um, the Sean. subject of handmade tires, Dave Lang and I were throwing around wild conjectures about what handmade tires actually means. Uh, Sean says, I worked for Michelin here in Canada once upon a time, and in our plant, we had two automated lines which produced small car tires uh, and four manned lines which produced everything from passenger car tires to very, very bespoke racing tires for a hot rod club. A hot rod club in the southern United States. Oh my God. In the context of tires being made uh, by hand means that many parts are likely applied by hand, including the bead package, steel banding, and multiple layers of fabric, nylon, Kevlar, etc., uh, in the sidewall and tread. On limited runs of these bespoke tires, there were people uh, hand-stitching the ends of fabric bands together. Wow. Everything then gets placed in a curing mold, like a little oven for one tire, and six to 20 hours later, of voila. Modern tires are incredibly complicated things despite our usual dismissive thoughts about them. Uh, it was a really cool place to work for a while. That's crazy. Awesome. Thank you, Sean. Uh, along those lines, Andrew from Akron, Ohio, emailed a link to a video that uh, appears to be a segment of How It's Made. Do you know that show? Yes, I know that. I love that show. Uh, yeah, but without the commentary. Ooh. So I don't, I don't know if maybe it's the, it's the international it's feed. The yeah, right. Um, also, it's way more complicated than I expected. Uh, oh, really? Making all these tires. Yeah, they, they kind of, there's a lot of conveyor belt shots, and they remind me of donuts. So, uh, don't, maybe don't watch this on an empty stomach, but I will uh, <laughs> post that in the, uh, in the show notes. Um, and continuing on this theme, one Tyler Weingartner writes oh, in. Yeah. Uh, in the early aughts, there was a tire competition in Grand Prix motorcycle racing. MotoGP. Uh, including Michelin, Bridgestone, and Dunlop. 
At the time, Michelin used their deep pockets to exploit any advantage they could, and that resulted in an on-track mobile tire factory. For select riders, they would manufacture rider-specific tires based on their track data that weekend. Oh, my God. And turn around as quickly as the night before a race. Uh, This all went away as the series moved to a control tire, and doubly so when they adopted a rule where tires had to be pre-selected before the race weekend. Uh, That was nuts. Thanks, Tyler. Nice Uh, dog. And finally, uh, Ryan writes in on the subject of supercars... Uh, says he's very interested in the series and considering subscribing for the season. Would love to listen to a primer. Uh, thank you guys for introducing me to F1. It's been three years since I started following it closely. Thanks wow. to you guys, and I cannot thank you enough. Thank you very much, Ryan. Thanks. Um, I would highly recommend signing up for Supercars. Uh, I think it is my... Uh, it's probably my third favorite right now after F1 and MotoGP. Um, and it's it's not that expensive. I think it's like 35 bucks US dollars for the season. That's cool. Um, and they don't, they have an app, but you can't watch them through the app. The, the MotoGP app is the best. Yes, it's so good. It's app so good. For any of this kind yeah. of stuff. Everyone Spoiler should just free. copy them. Spoiler yeah, free section is like inspired. Like, yeah. Uh, Supercars does not have that, but they do have, you can, I actually, I go to their website on my phone and then play it on my phone and airplay it airplay. to my Apple TV. That's Very how good. I play it. Um, but yeah, it's great. They do they do a great job of uh, explaining what's going on. But like, I feel like they don't dumb it down. Um, I, I would love to do a primer eventually. Yeah. Uh, no 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 plans for that quite yet. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's great. It's like NASCAR, but with turns. Mm-hmm. Everything is very very close, uh, and the, the tracks are really small, so a lot of a lot of bumping, bumping um, and grinding, bumping and racing. Uh, that's it for emails. Uh, emails. Again, you can you can hit us up at f1.cool slash emails. We are also on Twitter. Follow at Shift F1 Podcast for any show updates and any fun F1 stuff we run, aqua- uh, run across. I am at Drew Scanlon. I am at Danny O'Dwyer. Uh, shout outs this week to uh, Chris Cassidy, a.k.a. Eco Ecos Forever, uh, who sent along a tweet from the BBC F1 analyst Alan McNish, who points out that the Russian 2017 Grand Prix featured... Zero on-track overtakes. Was? Yep. Was? Wait. That's what he says. What v- Botas overtook at the start? I think I think he means like at at race speed. Okay. Like for forgetting the the start Stars. and any pits and anything like that, but like actually <laughs> on the racetrack, <laughs> zero overtakes oh, happen. No. Oh no! It's a good thing Botas won that race. That's how you yeah. want. Oh, oh. <laughs> superbikes, eh? Another, <laughs> another, uh, uh, greatest hit of Herman Tilke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He makes great roundabouts. Um. As always, you can find our show notes on f1.cool along with how to subscribe via RSS, iTunes, Google Play, and wherever podcasts are sold. Uh, also, I updated the F1 FAQ uh, section to include a chart comparing all of the um, cord cutting services. Oh, genius. Nice work. Uh, such as uh, DirecTV Now, Hulu, PlayStation View, Sling TV, and YouTube TV, all of which um, include NBC Sports Network. 
uh, and whether they allow you to log into the NBCSN app, uh, if you can skip commercials, stuff like that. Yeah. So if you're thinking of upgrading to uh, one of those things, um, check it out, f1.cool slash f one f. This is a very well-formatted table, Drew. I am very Thank impressed. You. I had to look up, <laughs> like go back to my notes, my HTML classes. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, until the next time, I am Drew Scanlon. I'm Danny. Uh, if you want to support us, we are both on Patreon. We are. I'm patreon.com slash cloth map. I'm patreon.com forward slash Danny O'Dwyer. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I don't know why I didn't call it no clip. Eh. Ah. That way you can, uh, you know. Sell the, the brand. brand. <laughs> yeah, you, you are the brand, Danny. I'm brand. If you want to support brand O'Dwyer. <laughs> <laughs> Brandy O'Dwyer. Brand. Yeah, fucking hell. If you want to support drew's trips to ukraine to do ridiculous i cannot wait to watch your videos by the way this is like <laughs> this is like i'm like chomping at the fucking bit to watch to watch this trip i can't believe you're going to the eurovision i I, re- I really hope it comes through yeah uh i i bought tickets uh second hand and they you know they emailed them to you days before it actually occurs so right. um fingers crossed you know it's it appears it's a division of uh what is the is it StubHub? StubHub, yeah. What's it yeah. called? Oh, I can't remember. I wonder if it's one of they used. Because Europe's got different shit. Or is yeah, it like a Ukrainian it's, one? It's a it's a European one. I can't remember what it is, but it's a division of StubHub. Uh, anyway, yeah. I, I hope that happens. Uh, stay Talk tuned for uh, yeah, footage from the Ukraine. Um, and you'll be back in... I'll be back in a few weeks. Uh, we will definitely have shift f1 episodes uh weekly we'll figure out some way to do them sure will um but uh until then have a good race week everyone we will see you all next week meow